hear me. А вы что, собираетесь на ней жениться? Да. Ух, красота-то какая. Лепота. Таможня дает добро. И вообще не называй меня, пожалуйста, Вероника. Кто я? Вот кто я? Отныне русские земля единый быть. Hello, my name's Ali, and this is the Rus Files Unite podcast, where we watch Russian films and films with some kind of Russian connection. As always, I'm joined by a guest, and today my guest is Matt. Hi, Matt. Hi, Ali. How are you? I'm pretty good. Thanks for thanks for joining us, and uh, thanks for uh, letting us use your car as a recording studio. Yeah. No problem. I'm glad it can come in and uh, in, in use, not just being a vehicle. Yes, yes, a multi-purpose <laughs> vehicle. Uh, so, um, Matt, could you tell the listeners a little bit about yourself? Sure. Uh, so, yeah, my name's Matt. Um, I'm an editor at uh, the British Medical Journal for their medical students' uh, audience. Um, and that's pretty much what I do uh, during the day. Uh, I've got two small kids um, who are three years and one years old. Um And yeah, my interest in Russian uh, film is actually uh, it, it. There's an interest there, but I haven't I haven't really experienced many uh, films in Russian language or about Russia. So I suppose um, what we're going to see today and what we're going to talk about um, is a sort of uh, hopefully a start to that. Okay. Um, yeah. I hope it's a, I hope it's a good one. Um, now uh, I understand in your job as a journalist you're quite often sort of the other side of the uh, of the mic as it were as far as doing interviews what does it feel like to be uh, the other side <laughs> uh, well it, yeah it feels a bit sort of uh, on being put on the spot but uh, that's okay I think it's just sort of you know it's just a chat isn't it so um, it's uh, it's fine I, I sort of know the the sort of tropes and the kind of questions that that usually come up so yeah right I'll try not to throw you too many uh, yeah. uh, curveballs. So uh, the film we're watching today is not actually a Russian film. It's a, it's a British film. Um, it is by Armando Yanucci, and it is the catchily titled The Death of Stalin. Now, um, we're both, we've kind of talked about this before, I think, um, kind of Armando Yanucci fans, is that fair to say? Yeah, absolutely. Um I've followed all his work from uh from the day to day all the way to uh the thick of it to um what's the american show called veep veep yes veep as well so yeah i'm very i'm very um well versed in his work and um i but i don't oh, i suppose i have seen i've seen seen in the loop uh which is one of his films so this is another one a slightly different um uh Uh, angle i suppose um where where he sort of um he's not come from a, a series that i know um so yeah yeah interesting to see what he does with it. Well, obviously he's done political stuff 
before, as, mm. as you mentioned, the thick of it and Veep, which I, you know, I claim to be a Unucci fan, but I haven't really seen very much apart from the odd clip of, of either of those. But it's fair to say the, the stakes in what we're watching today are going to be considerably, uh, considerably higher. Mm. Um, the thing that particularly interests me is that Armando Unucci is, you know, very famous as, um, for his sort of linguistic flair. The film we're seeing today is actually an adaptation of of a of a graphic novel, so it'll be interesting to see whether um, you know he's not known for his visual style particularly, but whether he'll sort of rise to the occasion with this. Yeah, and I, I was sort of thinking as well, you know, the death of Stalin implies um, to me anyway that there's going to be some violence. So, um, I, you know, as you say, his medium is often you know uh, being very. Um, uh, verbose and, and, and cutting and uh, you know he's a wordsmith but I'm interested in seeing what he does you know with the physical as well so mm. um, I think that'll be that'll be interesting yeah I mean he can definitely do physical comedy I mean the only film of his that I've seen is Alpha Papa and mm. it's fair to say that not all of the jokes <laughs> in that one are are uh, are verbal there's some mm. there's some pretty uh, pretty good sort of slapsticky type mm. uh, type things um in there do you know much about the the cast for this one i don't actually i think them uh no you have to tell me i, I might be guessing uh <laughs> so we've got um at least off the top of my head uh we've got michael palin is um is molotov mm-hmm. is the former foreign uh minister so it's always nice to see michael palin pop up in a film because he's not in a ton no uh, you know because he, he can really pick and choose what he's gonna uh, gonna yeah. be in um one person I'm really excited about seeing in a film is uh, is Simon Russell Beale, who I don't think I've seen him in anything, um, but he's, as I understand it, a very famous uh, uh, stage actor, and also he was Napoleon in a Radio 4 adaptation of War and Peace a few years ago, and he was he was really good in that, sort of um, kind of commanding, but sort of pompous and vain at the same time. It was, it was really good. So I'm looking forward to um, to seeing him. And then I don't know whether you're a um, Kermode and Mayo film programme listener um, at all, um, but listeners of that uh, will uh, will enjoy uh, seeing Jason Isaacs. <laughs> yes, I know, yes. Uh, yeah, it's the, the, the uh, running joke or the running uh, nod to Isaacs. <laughs> yeah, so we yeah. should probably say, Zdrasvitya. Uh, Jason Isaacs. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yes, um, and he's going to be uh, uh, Marshal Zhukov, like the uh, senior uh, Red Army figure. So he's it's going to be interesting seeing him because I haven't seen too many films where he plays a main role. He tends to be in the things I've seen him in in for about five minutes, and it's kind of oh, that is that him because he's yeah tends to be blending into things. Um, yeah, I think that's all from the cast. We're kind of wrapping back around, but have you seen many graphic novel adaptations that you can think of? The only thing that really springs to mind is Sin City. Oh, yeah. Uh, which is obviously quite violent. Um, <laughs> Just a little <laughs> yes. bit. Um, which, you know, I I think, uh, well, I, the last one that I saw was, you know, fantastic. And, um, you know, obviously that, that takes very much... Um, the visual element of that is, is very much sort of like taken from the from the graphic novel and and it, you know it's the film version. How this is represented, uh, the Death of Stalin, how that's going to be re- represented um, 
on screen, whether it's going to be like like a graphic novel or whether it's just going to be a straight film just mm. based on the the um, the the graphic novel script. I don't know. Um, yeah. So it'll, it'll be interesting to see. Um, yeah. How they how, they how do yeah because Sin City is is wearing the fact that it's yeah. uh, its origins on its sleeve, which mm. I suspect this probably won't mm. so much. Um, another one that I um, I really enjoyed was Persepolis. I don't uh, know if yes. you've yeah, seen the that. Iranian um, yeah. revolution. Yes, yes, yeah, where she um, heads off to France, and and that should be mentioned as well because the original graphic novel for this one, the source material, was actually French. Um, so it was uh, written by Fabien Nouri, I'm guessing that's how you pronounce it, and illustrated by Thierry Robin. So, um, yeah, the, mm. the French apparently do like their, their graphic novels. So, so it was written by by French uh, authors. Uh, yeah. It's very interesting. Um, yeah. I didn't know that. I, I assumed it, I don't know why, I assumed it was, I don't know, I think I assumed it was by a Russian author, but... Uh, no, no, just drawing and from yeah Russian historical uh, material. Do you know anything at all about the events that the film's going to be depicting? Putting really putting you on the spot. Uh, um, not re- not really. I think it. I, I suppose it's going to be about the demise of Stalin, <laughs> his last days. Um, that's my that's my educated guess. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. In that case, I will uh, avoid giving the 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 game away at all then um, before we start. So I think that probably. Uh, wraps us up for the this beginning part although i do have a little thing that we do every time and that's where i make my guest speak a bit of russian okay it's only one word and that word is payekhali and the significance of that is that it is what yuri gagarin said when he was blasting off to become the first man in space so we sort of launch into the film okay. as it were so payekhali that is pretty good. That's pretty, pretty good. So, after three. One, two, three. Payekhali! Payekhali! And welcome back. We have just watched The Death of Stalin. And before we get into uh, discussing what we thought, Matt's just going to give us a quick summary of the plot. So away you go, Matt. Okay, so a very quick summary. Um, we arrive at the film. Uh, Stalin and his uh, cronies are having, uh, well, what would you call a, a, jo- a, a jolly time. Yeah, a night it's in. A, a night in with the lads. Um and um, it's all going very well. And then, is it the morning or the night after, Stalin collapses after receiving a note, uh, which is quite critical of his <laughs> regime and what he's been doing. And uh, then the, the rest of the film really um, is about uh, about the aftermath of, of his, his death following his collapse and the sort of grapple for power between the um, general committee of the Soviet Union and, and their sort of jockeying for position and, and sort of trying to seize power. Okay, we've got two main, I guess, actors as far as that uh, that tussle is concerned. Could you tell us a little bit more about uh, about those two guys? So the the, the main two uh, actors and, and their, their character names, uh, do correct me if I get this wrong, so we've got uh, Beria, that's the uh, the character's name, and he was paid, played by Simon 
Russell Beale. Russell Beale. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he is the, um, the head of the NKVD, which is the predecessor of uh, the KGB, essentially. Yeah. So it's um, the Secret Service slash Security Forces slash people who take you away to the Gulag. Yeah. And then uh, we've got Khrushchev. Yeah. So uh, the film goes with the pronunciation uh, Khrushchev. But if you want to be really pedantic about it, it was something more like Khrushchev, but they were sensible enough not to inflict that on on the on the actors. Okay, and uh, yeah, so that guy uh, was played mm-hmm. by um, Steve Buscemi, and his I forget what his um, what his job is. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, he's sort of the junior member of. Um, of the committee, he has some kind of responsibility for for transport. I think, um, yeah. So he's uh, he's a bit of a bit of a dark horse. Um, and it's all set takes place in 1953. That's quite right. Yep. Okay. So um, first of all, it's a comedy. Did you did you find it funny? Um, I yes, I did. Um, I think it had a lot of um, a lot of the kind of I hate this word the sort of banter that. You might expect from um, previous Ianucci works like the thick of it. Um, so it definitely had that kind of the, the sort of cutting banter. Um, so that yeah, that was funny, and it was quite. I mean, uh, something that was quite noticeable throughout was that you know yes, it's about um, Russian history, but all the well not all the actors, but a lot of the actors were from the UK or US. There were, and there's one or two sort of Russian based actors. Yeah. Um but they were all, you know, given license to just use their um their natural accents. And uh, that kind of gave a bit of com- comedy to it, a bit of familiar- familiarity. Um and especially the character of Stalin, um is kind of my sort of uh, limited image of him is that, you know, he was this big imposing guy, probably had a very kind of um uh strong kind of coarse voice, but then then the character in in who, the guy who plays Stalin is this kind of um, East End sort of Cockney uh, guy, uh, and it kind of uh, it, it sort of belittles him in, in a sort of comedic way, and I thought that's that's quite a nice touch. Yeah, it's quite a surprising accent choice. On the other hand, he sounds he sounds like a like a like a mob boss, like a sort of East End, <laughs> yeah. which I think. Um, when you compare Stalin with Hitler, Hitler was much more sort of grandstandy and you know lots of big speeches and rallying up the crowds, whereas Stalin wasn't really one for that. He was much more sort of manipulating people behind the scenes. And there were there were just a couple of moments in that initial di- dinner sequence where he'd just give somebody a look, and they would they would stop, and you'd just see an expression on their face, and they're thinking. Goodness, am I for it? Mm. You know, I think I think they did a good job of conveying that sort of intimidation and how how scared yeah scared everyone um, was of him. Yeah, definitely. Sort of the intimidations, the sort of paranoia that's going on. And I think you know, obviously that, um, as we might discuss, the, the sort of paranoia between different members of the committee about trying to seize power and who who's in jeopardy and, and that mm. sort of thing. I think that was kind of funny, but also. Um, menacing i suppose yeah and and queasy yeah uh yeah you you definitely feel like everyone is implicated um so um any particular standout scenes that you that you really enjoyed 
I mean, I quite. I mean, there are quite a few, but I mean, I think there's two things that I think were, you know, favourite scenes. Anything with Stalin in, I think, was really funny because I just, as I've mentioned, I really liked the way that they kind of they did turn him into this kind of comic comedy character, which, you know, as you said, there are kind of transferable qualities um, to the sort of East End mob boss, but also that was quite funny, and I just felt I just really like the dynamic between um the whole kind of committee and, and Stalin. Uh and then the other the other thing I can think of which um was quite funny was the um during the funeral there was the uh the guy Krushkev uh, and he was trying to change positions with um Malenkov. George Malenkov. Yeah. That was quite funny. Um so they're they're basically they're trying to just change positions um during during the funeral of Stalin and, and and basically Georgie doesn't want to do it but um Khrushchev does and it just like yeah <laughs> yeah it's definitely some of the sort of humor of awkwardness that awkwardness, if you're yes, yeah. if you're uh, sort of a seasoned Alan Partridge fan yeah. you, you'll you'll be used to yeah, yeah. how about yeah. you uh, were there any um, stand out yeah uh I- a couple of I, I really liked the the concert very early on. Mm. Um, we have this scene where you have it's a concerto and it's and it's going out live on the radio. And just as the thing wraps up, the guy running the bro- the the broadcast gets gets a message that uh, uh, the, the dear leader would like a copy of the recording. Only thing is. They haven't made one, so they have to force everyone to <laughs> come back. And it's, I think, supposedly this was based on a on a true incident. I don't know how close it it was um, to actual Stalin's death. They make it sound like it happened um, the night of or the night mm. before, or very in, in very close pro- proximity to. But um, I think that you know that's something we could touch on. Uh, as we go on, they, they do play fast and loose with history, but just the tension um, and the ridiculousness of uh, of that was uh, was very um, enjoyable. And the other thing I really liked uh, was one of the committee scenes when you just have this sort of fake manufacturing of consensus because they have this pretense that because they're communists, they do everything collectively. <laughs> But it's kind of very much everyone sort of looking out of the corner of their eye to see what everyone else is. What is. the etiquette is. Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, there was that, that uh, thing I'm thinking about is the, sorry, Ma- Ma- Michael Palin character. Molotov. Molotov. Um, he makes this kind of speech in one of the committee meetings where you don't know which way he's going to, what he's quite saying, you know. The, one hand he starts saying something that's like, Pro uh, particular motion. course of action, yeah, and and people are kind of putting raising raising their hand, and then then he sort of flips, and then then he says something completely different, and then everyone starts putting their hands down quite gingerly, and then, and then it goes they go back up, <laughs> and it's just it's that that was quite a kind of funny, um, yeah, sort of physical comedy that was that was quite that taps into what you were just saying there about um, you know the kind of paranoia, um, not quite knowing how how to sort of play it. Yeah, because no one is quite sure who who's going to be be in charge. Because early on, it's established that it's going to be uh, it's going to be Malenkov because officially he's the next in line. But people pretty early on, and I think because they know each other well, they know 
that he doesn't really have yeah. the the kind of the steel um, it, to succeed Stalin. Sorry, that's a, an unintentional pun because uh, <laughs> Stalin's nickname uh, or his the name he chose for himself um, meant something like Man of Steel. Oh, okay. so Stalin, Russian steel. But um, anyway, sorry, that went a bit Alan Partridge geeky <laughs> fact there. Um, yeah, um, and oh. It's it's difficult to choose a favourite uh, performance. Do you do you mm. sort of um, nominations? Mm, nominations. Uh, and, and we we do have to come to a consensus about this. So uh, okay. you know, make it a good choice. Well, I was very, um, I don't know. Uh, that I was very pleased to see Steve Buscemi in, mm. in the film. I was I didn't know he'd be in it, and and I like him anyway, and I and I like his uh, energy. Um, I mean, Jason Isaacs sort of stands out as well. As he kind of comes in about, I don't know, about almost two-thirds through the film. Mm, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But he still makes quite an impression, and he sort of plays this quite... He's the head of the army, isn't he? The, yeah, the army, yeah, sort of, Zhukov. It's a really uh, scenery-chewing performance as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah so he's quite impactful. Um, yeah, um, I think, for me, those two. But um, do you have any other um, people I mean, you'd like to forward Ah, I mentioned him in the intro, but um, Simon Russell Beale as as Beria is mm-hmm. is very very commanding. He's just yeah, it's it's interesting because phys- you know in terms of a physical type, you don't think of him as being someone who would be particularly intimidating because he's this mm. short, waddly, fat guy. He reminds me a little bit of. Uh, uh, Danny DeVito's uh, The Penguin, you know, <laughs> in terms of him just being this big kind of dough ball, but he's mm. just he's just so nasty. And there's little little details, like at mm. one point he he mocks this understandably nervous junior officer's stutter. Mm. It's just that sort of little little moments of cruelty. You know, you obviously see him you see him torture people as well, so it's more obvious. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's a that's a really standout performance but I, I liked Michael Palin a mm. lot um yeah well I felt he he he's, he became more prominent as mm. as it went on actually and and that scene I just mentioned about you know where they were kind of raising their hands lowering their hands that was probably a high point for me in the film and that yeah obviously that was down to him and, and some and down to how he delivers it um but yeah he he, he was good actually yeah yeah, I mean, and the real um, Molotov was a, was a, an interesting guy in terms of that group um, mm. because he was uh, he was an old Bolshevik, i.e., he was one of the people who joined the party prior to the Russian Revolution, and most of those guys um, had uh, had been purged by Stalin by this point. Mm. So he's they play they play that up about his character actually. Not in so many words, but he's quite a pedant about, you know, things have to be done the sort of the particular communist way. And there's there's just mm. examples of sort of double think on his part. Like, uh, again, there's a, there's a, a scene with Beria where Beria, it transpires, has kept uh, his uh, Molotov's wife basically in, in prison somewhere. And everyone else assumes that she's been executed because that was the order and he sort of wheels her out but he makes a big play of Mm. getting uh molotov to say you know what a traitor she was and then she's Mm. just out 
side. I mean, it's a bit of a, a trope to have someone say something bad about someone who's in the room, but it was it was it was played very differently. It was just kind of like, oh, that's just just Dave. so nasty and yeah. But it, um, I think that highlights what you're just saying about how yeah that double think that kind of he you know he's he's saying so saying stuff and maybe a lot of people who were in that system were saying stuff that they didn't truly 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 um, believe but actually felt that they they had to say and, and had to stick to the party line um to be seen to be saying the right thing yeah and had to convince them themselves because he almost gives himself these sort of little talks occasionally about um when he sort of has moments of uh you know, weakness as far as as following the the party line. So I I think he was he sort of the I guess unsung performance. I always I always like seeing uh, Michael Palin hmm. in 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 things because he's, he's he's a good good actor. He probably doesn't necessarily get the the credit that uh, that he uh, he deserves. I wanted to ask you about the we touched on it in the opening the visual style um was there anything about that 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 was particularly memorable well we talked before about it being taken from a graphic novel yeah the storyline um and would that you know would they do a sort of sin city kind of thing uh, or you know sort of, I, I haven't seen the novels uh, graphic novels so i don't know what it looks like <laughs> yeah um but would it have some kind of slightly kind of illustrated or you know some kind of texture on it but no, there wasn't. <laughs> um, which, which is fine. We didn't necessarily need that. Um, in terms of like the, um, the visual elements, um, sort of on a, on a character level, I suppose everyone, the characters all were quite kind of, not all of them, but quite a few of them had very noticeable standout facial features mm. or, or things about their person that, that made them kind of a bit larger than life, I suppose. Maybe that's what they, those people looked like in real life yeah. but I felt like that that kind of added, obviously it was a, another sort of you know emphasis on the kind of comedic yeah. uh, angle that they're trying to push um, so there was that um, I can't really think of anything else in terms of like the cinematography do you is that what you mean? yeah I mean there wasn't anything that was sort of really you know flashy in terms of mm. that I noticed about camera moves or mm. you know something you went oh that's that's striking there were some nicely composed shots there's one um particularly where you have barrier sort of standing in the middle of of the frame and he's kind of only partially lit and he's just this kind of looming shadow mm. um uh, i like that a lot because that tells you a lot mm. about um i mean he's pretty well established as a character Anyway, but it's, you know, it's, it was a nice little look. And there was another scene, and I'm forgetting the details, but it was outside in a, in a park, and the scene unfolds there, and you have just a shot over the shoulder of a statue of Stalin that's mm. kind of, it's sort of weird in that he's, I think he's already dead by this point, but, the sort of idea that he's still, over. yeah, that he's a sort of ghostly yeah. presence and just like the way of doing th- things that he, um, I mean, that's, that's remind me. So that in that scene there, I think that's where they're trying to pick up a doctor. Yes. Um, so Stalin, he was basically dead or he is dead or mm. no, he's had a, he's had a basically a severe stroke. Yeah. 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 
it's not looking good for him. Um, and they try <laughs> immediately get a doctor. Yeah. They take ages um, trying to decide whether to get a doctor, when to yeah. get a doctor. And then they've realised that they got kind of basically rid of, you know, either executed, basically executed all the good doctors. Um, and, and or sent them to the camps or, or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and and um, so in that scene there, this is one of the doctors, like quite an elderly doctor, a retired doctor that <laughs> they're trying to sort of round up along with the other elderly doctors. And, uh, and that was quite a yeah. funny scene sort of uh, when they um, had brought all these old, old elderly doctors who didn't really want to be there uh, into the... Um, to, to come and sort of examine uh, Stalin and, and give their kind of prognosis, yeah. um, which was not good. But uh, so that was quite funny yeah. <laughs> in terms of sort of getting these these basically these old guys to sort of um, to come and uh, give us a pointless uh, yes to state to state the bleeding obvious yeah yeah, yeah. Um, and actually another funny thing that I just remember just when um, the uh, the conductor right at the start mm. he, he collapses I think. Just before they're trying to do the re, um, the re-record, well, the the actual, the re-performance, and then the the recording that's supposed to exist. That yeah, doesn't, yeah. Um, and so the conductor um, faints or and hits his head, I think. Mm. Uh, but they need a conductor to do this recording, and they sort of find this conductor, uh, you know, very quickly. But he's in his dressing gown and he's about to go to bed or something. Yeah. And they sort of drag him out of his, or they escort him out of his um, apartment to come and conduct uh, this uh, piece of music late at night. And then yeah. he comes on stage still still in his dressing gown. Yeah. It's just like really, yeah, that's, that's quite funny. Yeah, but uh, but when he gets the knock on the door, he thinks it's the knock on the door. Yeah, he thinks, yeah. oh, I'm, you know, I'm for it. Yeah. 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 Um, and you actually see... Simultaneously, I'm sure this did not happen historically, but it's a funny but sick joke. You mm. see some NKVD officers fetching someone else mm. out out of the mm. out of the building, and they some of the nastier scenes. Even if you don't actually see them do stuff, is mm. is the people coming for people in the night, and you kind of think, yeah, they did those scenes. Occasionally, there's there's little bits that are slightly played for last, but mostly those are just chilling and mm. horrible and it's kind mm. of like gosh this stuff used to go on you know yeah it i mean still it does in some places yeah i mean it's not um the film yes it's a comedy but it doesn't um it doesn't dwell on it but it doesn't shy away from the kind of brutality really mm. and you know the inhumaneness of that regime um and there are there are little moments in the film where it does sort of <laughs> make make you kind of stomach turn a bit yeah oh my yeah. goodness yeah i mean even even finishing off uh, barrier at the end mm. there's there's kind of a bit where um Svetlana Stalin's daughter mm. es- essentially takes Khrushchev to task for the way he's done things and he's one of the more you can't really call him an honorable character but you know that his motives are probably the some of the least mm. suspect in the sense i mean he wants the power but he's you get the feeling that he's probably sincere about wanting fewer people to die in the future, whereas mm. Barrier tries to basically nix um, his idea for easing the purge in order to be more popular. But you mm. kind of think, yeah, we You're totally see that. through yeah, yeah. <laughs> through that. But um, yeah, it's it, it's very it's not it's not black and white like as far as 
the members of everyone's sort of hands are you know covered in blood and there's even the scene where where Barry is in the process of um being arrested he's kind of saying you know and i know that you had your hands and these people being executed i've got stuff on all of you and it's mm. kind of like um he's doing it because he's you know enraged about what's going on but it mm. it was true everyone um i think stalin was quite deliberate about getting everyone to be complicit yeah um, um, one one character that I thought um, was going to have a bit more of a role, or mm. you could say that she did have a prominent enough role, was the pianist at the mm. start. And she, so that there's in this concert at the start, there's a pianist, and and, and basically she refuses to do the re-recording, and then she gets kind of the guy do, conducting the recording. Yeah, says I'll play pay twenty thousand rubles, and yeah. um, she says yes, I'll do that. And then, and then they they're about to send the the vinyl recording or hand it over to one of um, Stalin's um, guards, and yeah. she sort of slips a note into the um, yeah. the album cover, and the note basically is for is for Stalin, and it's basically kind of slagging him off, <laughs> yeah, and and sort of saying that you basically killed um, several members of my family, um, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. And hundreds of other yeah, hundreds of, of thousands of other people. You're a tyrant. Uh, yeah. Um, and he reads that, and then uh, it's kind of in the film. It well, it's not alluded to. Basically, he reads the the note, and then he sort of has this this stroke or this attack. Yeah, maybe, he starts maybe, laughing, and then yeah, yeah, and um, maybe that's yeah. Anyway, so that so that maybe that note was the onset of, of that or triggered it. Um, so she does reappear in the film um, later on a bit. I think at the funeral. Mm, yeah. Um, well, she's yeah, she's she's playing, yeah, it's, it's, yeah, she's playing that. It's her gig, yeah, her gig. Um, I, but I had a fear, feeling because because she's so prominent at the start, and and she triggered that, and maybe that maybe that's just her role in the film. But yeah. I felt like there was maybe something missing with her. You know, she wasn't included in sort of the ending and, and the sort of yeah. wrap up. And I don't, I don't know. There's so many strands in in the film that yeah. that would be quite hard to incorporate them all. But I just felt that it almost felt like a nice continuity piece. Mm-hmm. That, that that would have been uh, something worth kind of exploring. But obviously, they can only work with what was in the in the uh, in the, in the novel. Yeah, I mean, it's 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 a tricky one because they play quite fast and loose with other aspects of mm. the historical narrative so you kind of think well they could have bent it a little bit to to yeah give you some mm. uh closure on on that story but again i thought universally excellent performances and she was very good mm. she sort of had this dignity mm. that not a lot of other people in the um really uh really had so that was that was kind of interesting um in terms of well just to just to wrap uh wrap things up how do you feel about this? Do you, does it make you want to go and check out the graphic novel? Yeah, I think I'd like to. Um, yeah, I think I would kind of do it the wrong way around. It's always good to read the book and then go into the film. But yeah. you know, um, now I'm interested to see sort of like you know how the film and the book or the novel graphic novels differ and 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 understand the the comedy spin that Iannucci might have added to it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ian is and as well as the other uh, writers who are David Schneider and Ian Martin. Um, so yeah, they obviously bring some their own elements to it as well. Yeah, yeah. On that point, how how did this compare with 
other Armando Iannucci stuff for you? Is it is it of that kind of quality or? It's certainly, it's yeah, it's a bit different. So I mean the the thing that I would you know is closest to. So it's I mean there are you know there probably are little bits of uh, partridge, but you know it really is kind of like a thick of it. Not spin-off, but a, but a, you know similarities to, yeah. to think of it. Where I mentioned earlier, you got the, those sort of bits of banter, which I think Ian Martin brings, as well as Ian Ucci. Um But then it's also you know a lot of the thick of it. You know, I'm thinking about especially the um, some of the specials that they did, like the Rise of the Nutters and the Spinners and Losers, where it is all about kind of jockeying and and trying to sort of seize power and 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 things that are sort of uh, change very quickly between you think it's going to go one way, you know, one person's going to seize power and then someone else is going to seize power. And, and I think that that whole dynamic was, was kind of, he brought that spirit into um, into this film. So yeah. I think there are, there were kind of, I really liked, I, and I really like that kind of chaos, I suppose. Um, mm. I think that's really um, watchable. Um, yeah, so I think it's, I mean, it's certainly, it's not, it's not a thick of it copy, but um, I, yeah, I enjoyed it for its, um, you know, in its own sort of context and, and its own merit as well. Yeah, I mean, I, I I laughed a lot, but I came away from it just feeling quite shaken, which is quite an, I think it's quite an achievement for the film in that I went into it knowing a lot of the history. You, you know, I mm. I think it, it did a, it did a good job of, you know, the gags of, sort of thick and fast and they mm. kind of mix things up with, with the comedy of awkwardness and some good lines and you know stupid physical humor but yeah you do it does bring the sort of ghastliness mm. and the seriousness um in as well and you just think mm. thank goodness that <laughs> things uh aren't aren't as bad as that i mean i mm. obviously russia does not have <laughs> by any means an ideal system of government now, but it, at least it's it, it's it's moved on from then because it just doesn't bear thinking about really. So I'm becoming completely <laughs> uh, completely inarticulate. Um, how you said this was sort of a bit of an intro for you in terms of films about Russia. Does does this uh, experience make you want to uh, want to watch other things, or are you thinking, oh, if it's going to be about stuff like this? <laughs> Um, might look elsewhere. No, I think I think it's. Um, I mean, I to be honest, I don't know a lot about Russian history. I know mm. bits and pieces, um, but I liked this because you know they could have done a film, you know, more. But I think I said said I thought the film might be about the you know, general demise of Stalin and his kind of downfall. But actually, and I, I think there's probably already quite a few films on Stalin, quite a few books on Stalin. Mm. But actually, this kind of level below him is actually more interesting and, and you know that's probably why Iannucci and why, why the novelist sort of decided to focus on this because it is slightly under it's unmined uh territory so I think I think actually you know I am interested I mean you know everyone's sort of fascinated by these big kind of despots like Stalin and Hitler and, and the sort of cult the personality of them but actually I'm interested in the sort of the underlings or the kind of people below that and, and sure. the, kind of the, the whole kind of, yeah, all their, their machinations and, and sort of how they survived. And or didn't in various didn't, didn't survive. Yeah, how they tried to survive. or uh, So I think that's that's pretty 
in a way that's kind of that's more relatable, I suppose, to yeah. uh, you know the everyday kind of person because you could probably see yourself in in that kind of jeopardy. Yeah, yeah. I mean, some of them are kind of relatable. Mm. I mean, Beria, I hope not. <laughs> but uh, but Khrushchev, um, t- I mean, to an extent, Malenkov. Mm. Um, yeah, I mean, Molotov is a bit weird in the sense that he has this mm. sort of ideological sort of blinkers on, so you can't mm. imagine quite what it would be like to be like that. But but they they seem much more sort of like relatable incredibly flawed human beings but it's but it's interesting to see them not portrayed as utter monsters because mm. i think it's very easy when you're talking about mm. people who've done unspeakably horrible things to just kind of you know bracket them off and say well you know the rest of us don't have that potential in us and i I don't know. This is probably turning into a <laughs> into a, a sort of a treatise or something. But but you kind of think no, you can't know how someone could. You know, I think it's a, a case of you know small steps and decisions. You know, culminating mm. in ending up like that. I guess so. It's 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 thought provoking stuff, and I, I'm glad that they didn't make. The characters' cardboard cutout. There's lots of new ones. Okay, well, thanks very much, Matt, for uh, joining us. And uh, yeah, we'll have to do this uh, again sometime. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. Okay, das Vidanya, folks. <laughs> So that's it for this episode, but before I go, I'd like to thank Sasha Ilukovic and the Highly Skilled Migrants for the use of their song Cold in our intro. You can find that song and the rest of their back catalogue on Bandcamp and Spotify. If you're enjoying the show, please consider supporting us by leaving a rating at Apple Podcasts or at podchaser.com. That second one, Podchaser, even lets you rate individual episodes, so if this episode particularly stood out to you, you can let other listeners know that you enjoyed it. Recommending the show on social media is hugely helpful as well. If you can spare a moment or two to do that, it would really make my day. Thank you, thank you very much. Speaking of social media... Please find us and say hi on Facebook, Twitter or Instagram. You can also drop us a line at roosfilesunite at gmail.com. Thanks again for listening, take care of yourselves, and bye for now. <laughs>